This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery. Bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the final episode of the One Was Had a Dream podcast. Uh, this is the final one of the season. Uh, as ever, my name is Lee Finch. I will be joined by Danny Baker and our guest this week is Tiago Costa. Uh, some people might know him as Jaggy. Uh, so let me introduce Danny first. How are we, Danny? You well? Lee, I'm absolutely marvellous. Can I just say well done for getting us this far on the podcast. There's been many occasions where we both thought Oh, wow. Not again after Lincoln and after God knows the amount of games. But your enthusiasm and your constant, I don't even want to say the word, but professionalism in <laughs> doing our pod. Um, thank you very much for the content that you've allowed me to contribute to. And hopefully everyone's enjoyed it. And um, I am looking forward to a bit of a break, as are you. Now, while we're here, Lee, summer break, What's what do you normally do? At what point do we get to missing football? How long does it take you to, before you think, OK, do you know what? I'm ready for football. About a week. Really? Is it a week? Where like, like, the thing is, like, what, what you just said there, it's been a really tough season, really tough. Yeah. Like, on and off the pitch, like, this has been draining to do sometimes. I absolutely love it. I love the, the, what we do for people like, and some of the comments we receive. But we have also received some negative comments this season, which is understandable and which people ain't going to yeah, agree absolutely. with us both times. So I welcome it. But, yeah, there's been some stuff that I don't agree with that I've been received from so-called friends. but. We'll go on about that another time. But yeah, there's a, it's been a long season, but we all love football. It's like scene tickets. I'll be getting yeah. scene tickets. I, I am going to get a scene ticket next year with the boy. Uh, we're going to get scene tickets. He's buzzing to go to games and go to different grounds. And I'm looking at the League Two table and thinking, oh, I'd, I'd like to go to Harrogate. I'd like to go to uh, Salford. There's places at Barrow again I want to go to. And I want to tick off some places I've not been in um, and get my uh, up to the 92. But it's been a long season, but I do miss it pretty much straight away. Well, what do you do then over the summer? Because obviously I've got my cricket, I love my cricket, and it's all great. And 
all of a sudden the cricket season gets sort of nearest to the end and all of a sudden the football starts. What do you do as a football fan? Do you do other stuff? Do you, do you potter in the garden, Lee? Do you no, nothing. I'll just, I'll, I'll just be in Essex or I'll just be working uh, and pretty much that's it. And then all I do is just look for any rumours I hear and just spread fake rumours and put stuff out that... What's the best fake rumour? Oh, no, mind you, you did a great fake rumour of your mate, didn't you? Steve Adams, <laughs> when we nearly made Steve Adams cry. Yeah, because we we changed the whole Wikipedia of a Tottenham under-21 player and changed yeah. it. He'd signed for Wimbledon and uh, on loan and we told him that we, he was signing. He told everyone it was gospel that he was signing for Wimbledon oh, no. uh, and it was all made up. And then Steve said that he I was dead to him. The worst the one I had, and it wasn't made up at all, but my mate is like a football, not to go too heavy on it, but mate of mine's a bit of a football agent and he represents some people. Ooh. And there was a guy, I know, check me out. And there was a guy um, and I met him at a football match, some random non-league football match. And he basically said, Harry Kuehl is definitely going to get, I think it was the Crawley job or some sort of, no, it wasn't, it was Charlton. He went, Harry Kuehl is definitely going to get the Charlton job. 100%, it's all sorted, no problem. It was at Crawley, I think, and blah, blah, blah. So I would say to all my mates, look, look, Harry Kuehl's definitely going to Charlton. He's definitely going to Charlton. He starts next week. He never went to Charlton. Lee Bowie did. And I got absolutely slaughtered by my mates because this guy was adamant. He was going, yeah, this guy met this guy, then this guy is going to start. It's no problem. Um, although he cruelly have got themselves on a spot of bother with Mr. Yems. I <laughs> uh, saw the thing the today. Thing, it looks really lively. The problem I got with that is I was tipping Yems for the manager's job after uh, we got rid of... Uh, Glenn Hodges. Oh uh, wow! Because uh, uh, <laughs> I said he's a bit of a he's a bit of a live wire straight talker. Do you know what I mean? He'll get the he's players a bit going. Too straight talking, I think. Well, yeah, having a camp for white players and a camp for black players. That's is what I read today. That is mental. Rumors. You know what I mean? It is only you can't say that's one hundred percent. The rumor, yeah. but like, wow, it was on Talksport as well. So that's where I heard it from. Oh, but it's yeah, that's talk just sport. it's gospel, is it? That's just madness, isn't it? That in today's day and age, that there is a. A racist football manager like that, but yeah, that, that's um, terrifying. That's Absolutely their... terrifying. And I look forward to Crawley next year because again, they want a rivalry with us. We, I don't really care about them, but it'd be quite good banter. But should we get our guest on and welcome? Absolutely. Let's speak to the Jag man. <laughs> yeah, Jaggy, how are we? How are you? California, yeah. He, he put himself on mute, which ain't going to oh. help us. So, so... oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I thought Jackie. I unmuted him. I clicked on the unmute button. It didn't work. But yeah, how you guys doing? It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. That's, that's a shocking start from you there. Yeah, where, where in the US, Jaggy? Uh, Orange County. Uh, I don't know if the I want to see. Yeah, Orange County. Yeah. You didn't, is that, who went out there? There's a footballer went it's, out there. Harry Forrester went out there. Yeah, I think so. And Trotter. Trotter definitely went. Didn't Harry Forrester go? Yeah, I think Trotter might have done. And why Wimbledon, Jaggy? Come on, you're Orange County to Plough yeah. Lane. What's the story? Give us it. Well, uh, it all started when I uh, got During FIFA the 16. And yeah, uh, way back in the day, I got FIFA 16. I played career mode. Uh, this was in 2018. I didn't get the next FIFA until FIFA 19. I played career mode because AFC Wimbledon were the lowest ranked team in the game. They were like a, like a one-star, half-star, something like that. I, I knew of in Fenway. we got now, though. Yeah, I knew back in Fenwell because of KSI. I used to watch KSI all the time. Uh, but then I started following them. Like, how are they doing? You know, I was a Man United fan back in the day, but I wanted to see how they were doing. They started off the season great. That was a great escape season. But then they just lost, I don't know how many games. Um, and then the West Ham game, the FA Cup game that they played in the fourth round. I decided to watch that one because it, uh, it was on the live stream websites, not on iFollow. And so I'm like, I wonder how they'll do. And then they ended up just smashing it. I'm like, wow, 
like I already knew about the story, like after I started following the club, but I didn't actually fully back them until that game. I'm like, you know what? I love this club. <laughs> so were you in America at the time? Uh, yeah, I've always been. Uh, and has it the, been like, is there a good understanding of the Wimbledon story? Are there lots of people who know mm, about it or is it quite a niche crowd? No, it's, it's pretty niche uh, over here in the U S it's mainly just the big six clubs and like some, some Premier League clubs outside of the big six, like, uh, your Leicester cities or um, a couple people like Everton, but it's mainly the top six. They don't really know too much about the championship or league one. And like, even before I, I knew about Wimbledon, I did follow a little bit of the championship. I'm like, who's going to get promoted. I'm actually kind of, kind of interested to see that, but I've always been a football fan for life. Uh, but AFC Wimbledon is just something that came, that just kind of came at me. Like I just played as them in FIFA career mode. It was just a, a story. It was just a destiny, you know. I was destined to be a AFC Wimbledon supporter. <laughs> Stars were in line. It, it comes at you pretty fast, and then you're really positive and up, and then you turn into me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, you know that is mean? literally the transition. So your hair will fall out within a fortnight. You'll be first bald, relegation I've experienced. Bald, so. fat, beard, and one of the most negative Wimbledon fans you'll ever meet. But you're very we... welcome, Jaggy. Very welcome, mate. Yeah, thanks for joining Thank us. Should we, should we talk about the game on? We'll talk about relegation. Relegation's been confirmed. We yep. are now mm-hmm. going to be playing our football in League Two next season. Uh, the game against Accrington really, really angered me, pissed me off. Really, sorry, that first half was disgraceful, wasn't it? That was what probably the worst for me. That's that's Mark Burrins now in the coffin that he ain't getting a job for me. I was really uh, you can't you can't play like that. A crew crew was one of the worst performances I've seen. Right, fine, it's one of them performances you're up against a right, but the game against Accrington that first half was shocking, absolutely shocking. Like, well, the, the thing that really bugged me, Lee, was the third goal, which was the header from Nottingham. I was standing behind the goal and literally the corner before, for the people who weren't there, the corner before, he's run, he's had a free header and Zanav's made a great save. And I've stood behind the goal and you've got Hennigan and Nightingale on the six-yard box and Dapo Mabude oh, is marking Nottingham. And I was screwed. I never do this. But I was like screaming out why is this guy marking this six foot four defender anyway free header goes in i was apoplectic i was absolutely going potty i was like how what on earth is going on we're professional footballers and we've got a 20 year old five foot five five foot six striker marking this big defender and i was like if you wanted to understand why we got relegated it was just complete incompetency and the second half, we were better. And Rodoni scored a nice goal and nice header. And it was all flirty. But just exa- exactly the reason why we're relegated. It was embarrassing, though, Dan. It was so embarrassing. Like, can you imagine if we had to win that game to stay up? We wouldn't have done it. There's no way we were beating Accrington. They looked like they were already safe, but they looked like they wanted it more. They just had more aggression, more anger. They just had, they just wanted to prove a point to Wimbledon, not probably to beat because we beat them in the playoff semi final. But when we got promoted. Jackie, but... did you go? What was that? Did you go to the Accrington game? Or did no, you uh, I the last game I went to was the home game against Lincoln. I ended up leaving, uh, going back to the U.S. March fifteenth. Oh, so, uh, so I continued doing my live streams and whatnot after that. But ah, okay. Did, so did you see anything about in the Accrington? See the highlights or anything? I uh, I actually didn't see that. That was like one of the couple games I didn't actually see live. Uh, I did see the highlights though, and j- obviously you don't have too big of a picture on the highlights. But from the highlights, it, it just looked obviously we were sitting back the Mark Bowen style. But we just didn't get stuck into tackles when we needed to. And we just yeah. kind of invited a lot of pressure. And, of course, you mentioned the marking in the corner kick. I feel like every now and again throughout the season we've had that 
Like I went to the Wigan game away and Yuba Sal was marking Humphreys on one of the corners. I'm like, why is he marking him? And I mean, the argument, obviously, of a lot of people would say is that they probably were doing some sort of zonal marking and attacking, but it was just so pathetic. And obviously, mm -hmm. it just it just seemed to be a like. I mean, I'm not. I don't mind. I'm happy with Bowen. I'm happy not. I think it's unfair to judge a manager with such a poor base group with such little confidence. But what was good? What was interesting is Radoni showed in the second half. He ran his socks off in the second half. He showed that he is a potential championship player. I wouldn't say he's a championship starter, but I think he's he'll, he'll be. I think Coventry QPR. Maybe QPR loaned out to someone else, to Portsmouth, maybe. I think he's definitely going to go. Agreed, I think he'd be a good championship player. I thought the goal with his feet was excellent. But just for me, if I had to sum up in a sentence, it just seemed to be, you know, men versus boys, really. They were bigger, stronger, wanted it more, and they were on the beach, and we just didn't seem interested. What annoyed me about it as well is I, I watched the game and uh, the people clapping the, the players at the end. I could and do I got, it. I got a bit I of stick to this, saying look, that they were clapping, like, the effort of the seat, like... Them players are an absolute disgrace this I season. Do it, Lee. I, I saw people asking Mbudi for photos, and I just thought, I get kids want, but if that was my son, like he's thirteen, I've got a six-year-old. If they were asking Mbudi for, I wouldn't be taking them again. I'd say you're banned. You'd be, you'd, they'd be putting bans from me, not the club, because asking these players and like they done. I saw the end of season awards were done as well outside, in the bar and everything. And chat you know I mean is how can you? I mean, you've got to, though, from a, a club perspective, you've got to do it. No, you don't have to do it when it's been so poor. I, on, I, on I, I found it really difficult to kind of, uh, to clap off, because I don't I don't feel really, for the last eight to ten games, that we have truly and utterly given it enough effort, really. to Once we've been in the relegation, relegation threatened, I don't think I, I've seen enough of us to to warrant being really, really up for it. Um, fair enough to those. I actually saw a lot of angry people on the at the front of the of the or behind the goal, right at the front. Um, there seemed to be a lot of anger, which which again I totally get. Um, it will just be interesting to see moving forward. We're, we're a club that's obviously hurting and weeping. This isn't the end of us, absolutely not. And it's an opportunity to to go again at a different level, which is probably see, our level. Um, yeah, we'll see. Jackie, you're totally different because I saw one of your videos when you was at Wigan and there was some anger uh, at that game to some of our players and you were like literally trying to calm people down and say to them, look, wait, let's get behind the team. Like, I, I, I'm totally, I just think the players are earning good wedge. We should be able to tell them that they've been useless all season, but you're a, a positive Wimbledon fan, I suspect. It, it, it definitely, the, the perspective from my end changed a little bit after that game, but I was still, you know, there was still a lot of games to go. And I, I had said that it's not necessarily all the players fault. I didn't want to necessarily say that it was all Robbo's fault either, but yeah. I, ju I just thought that, um, yeah, I will say that the Wigan game, we didn't really show too much conviction that final third. Like we, we looked kind of scared when we were in the final third, we didn't create too much, but at the same time, I thought, you know what? There's still a lot of games, a lot of games left. There's still a lot of uh, real estate we need to get behind the players right now. Now is not the time. I understand the fans that you know come through every game and they pay, you know, an arm and a leg to go to those games and they want to see results. But it was at that stage, it was like, okay, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Mar you know, Mark Robinson, his tactics are kind of weird. He took a sal off or took or somebody off for Chuka. And, you know, the transfers throughout the season were kind of poor. But then as the season started to progress, I also noticed that the players weren't giving their all. Uh, and it just like even 
the the Cambridge game where the you know set pieces were poor, we didn't create enough chances, we didn't have enough effort. And when Mark Bowen came along, we had one or two good games, and then we fell out. You know, a lot of the mental fortitude, mental aspect of things was falling apart. So I did start to transition a little bit, but at that point of the season, I was like, you know what? There's still a lot of games left. Let's get behind the players. Let's not get them stick yet. Jaggy, quick question for you then. Over yeah. the course of the season, I don't know if this is cutting over what Lee was thinking. Where do you feel that, where are you pointing towards as to if you had to kind of come up, if you were a, an external person coming up with a solution to the problem or identifying where we've gone wrong, can you put your finger on what it is? Or where is we've gone, yes, yes. I think it's two big factors. I mean, we have some other smaller factors like lack of finishing, uh, you know, our goals being dry because of poor transfers. But actually, the two biggest keys were one, poor transfers and loan signings, which led to our, our poor goal tallies and, and yeah. lack of finishing. And number two is the mental, a mental aspect of things due to the fact that we focused a lot, a little bit too heavily on youth development. And it really showed with the Wigan away game, lack of confidence and uh, chance creation. Doncaster at home, we were up 2-0 and we just capitulated in the back. Cheltenham away, uh, too many balls over the top. And even the Cheltenham at home game, too many balls over the top. Uh, and it's just those two factors, poor mental fortitude and poor transfer and loan signings. Okay, interesting. Lee? See, for me, this the relegation, people keep going, oh, we've been relegated, people need to get over it, it happens, which is fine. I can take relegation, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm looking at League 2, and I'm getting excited for next season, which is what most football fans will do. Most football fans will now get over it, take up weeks, and then be buzzing to get back once we sign a new manager. It depends on the new manager and who we're signing and who we're getting rid of, which we'll talk about later in the episode. But for me, the relegation could have been avoided, and it, it, I think it's easily avoided this year. This is probably one of the weakest League 2s, uh, League 1s I've ever seen. Uh, I've got the league table in front of me. Fleetwood stayed up on 40 points. I doubt anyone points. else has stayed up on 40. I'd be very surprised. 40 points this season. 41 points and you're safe, right? How many games? I think, how many points? Is it? I think it's, this could be totally wrong because I haven't got it in front of me. I think it's about 38 points that we've lost, we've dropped from winning positions, right? Going one new up as well. Well, I think we've dropped a hell of a lot of points as well. It could have been avoided. I think if the ball sack Robbo Earlier, I think we were too nice with regards to keeping Robbo in charge. He, he, we made that stupid statement that we were going to back him and stuff like that, and then we sack him not long after. We gave Bowen no chance. Danny, what you said earlier, regards to Bowen, I, I, if he got the manager's job, him and Eddie were managers, and, and I'd, be, I'd still be happy and I'd back him. Yeah. I just think at the moment he hasn't done the best job interview that he could have done. He didn't win a game at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, to go down with... We ended up finishing second bottom in the end. We haven't won in how many games? 28? I am excited for League Two. I am going to be positive about League Two, but it does depend, as I said later in the episode, we'll discuss it, who our next manager is going to be, what players we get rid of, and what players we've got. Because there's something regards to one of the players and his contract that just blows my mind that we've done it. But we'll talk about that later. Dan, where do you, where do you think it lies? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just going through quickly the League One tables. And I've gone back to 2014-15 and the lowest t uh, number I've seen, fourth from bottom, is 46 points. Hmm. Lowest, 46 points. And I'm sure when we go back to, go back and through, I, 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 I'm turning to lean towards Jaggy, to be honest with you. Um, the recruitment has been absolutely pants. And yep. I think there's not, a, I don't think there's many people out there who say it wouldn't be. Um, I think, the, I think the mentality thing does come with experience, but also the thing that annoys me the most is that we all of the 
I think in many ways you've had a bit of propaganda. We've been sold down a river a little bit, I feel. And I feel I like, fell for that. Propaganda. I feel like we had this oh, whole, gosh. right, do you know what? We're going to do these psychological profilings of these amazing players and it's all wonderful. And if whoever, whatever the profiling tool they're using isn't working because if it does work, you don't sign Cosgrove, you don't sign Mabuda, you don't sign these boys. What we've, mm. what we've clearly done for me is we've spun the wheel. We've decided, and again, I've got no drama at all with the way that trying to do something different because we can't keep doing the same thing and expect to be in League One. We've tried, but we just, we've just gone totally one way or the other. And I just feel like, I feel like Palmer, who, was, who obviously was in charge, I think he's basically looked at it from a business rather than a, an actual football thing. And that I feel ultimately that is the, is the one thing that has killed us. Yes, you could say Robbo could have gone earlier. I'll give you that. Yes, you could say that the, the football club as a whole concentrating on the community a bit more. I don't buy that. The whole Steve Salis thing and the substitutes <laughs> coach and the restarts and all this, all this nonsense. Just get your football sorted. Just get your back line sorted. Just get your front line sorted. Don't worry about your subs. Don't worry about, is everybody all right? Fill out a questionnaire because I want to work on your elite mindset. Well, where is it? You've lost 28 games. We haven't won in 28 games. Where is it? So there's loads, but I can't argue with Jaggy. Experience and poor recruitment. And poor, again, like I said, Ridiculous decision making, selling your best goal scorer and not replacing him. I mean, what do you expect? And we didn't even. Replace it was the long term outlook. That didn't work out from the year before. It's ridiculous. Before we move on to the manager and uh, who who do we want and what what talking about the manager and the panel and stuff like that, I, I agree with both what you said there, and I think it's the arrogance that has done me this season. The arrogance of that we're going to reinvent football. That we like the substitutes coach was a kid studying at uni. Do you know what I mean? It was like, we, we, we're bringing this, this kid from... I didn't even know that until he left and he wrote a piece on Instagram. The Steve Salis stuff. Steve Salis was this mindset coach that was the best mindset coach and I just found him so arrogant in some of the posts that he wrote, like, managers getting sacked when he sent him messages. It's like, well, the one that you was working with got sacked. He's got sacked. Do you sacked. Know what I mean? Yeah, well done, yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? You're not the best thing since sliced bread. There's everything we've done. We try to reinvent the wheel kind of thing. And then people are still now wanting us to keep this same process and not rip it up now, where I think we just rip it up. Whoever comes in next has to, we have to, I kind of get it. We have to go with some kind and we can't keep ripping it up, but it was just wasn't working. It didn't work. It was absolutely, if you look back at it now, it's absolutely ludicrous that we went with some of the things that we did. Some of this, oh, we're going to sit down and interview these players and if they're right and they do a bit of charity work, they are some of the worst footballers I have ever seen in women's shirts, and I hope they never, I never see them at Plough Lane again. Go on, Jackie. Last point before we move on. Yeah, um, I, I think that it's gonna, tr- the, the process is gonna trickle over a little bit though, because we, we never spent a single dime of that three hundred thousand that we got from, uh, from the sale of Palmer, right? And that was well, still we, part we, of we, that. We've basically used, sorry, Jackie, but I think we've used a decent amount, or we've used mm. some of it on Cosgrove's loan wage <laughs> unfortunately i've genuinely oh, think that's, where, I think that's where some of that money has gone but in principle you're absolutely right yeah unless um, it's got into taking off off the loan in that case we'll never see it so that's the again but that's the that's the mystery where is this money is it who's communicated and said right we've worked, we've sold that money for palmer that's fantastic half of it's going to go into the club and half of it's going to go in the loan we would then know but we don't so it's well, kind of a bit weird. Anyway, what do you, what do you mean we don't, we don't know? We're a fans club. We know everything. Oh, 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 no, we don't. Right, let's move on. And when we come back, we'll discuss the uh, management team, uh, the rumours that we're hearing, the management we want, uh, and this the panel, uh, and we'll discuss everything in regards to the management. 
The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be discussing the uh, vacancy at Wimbledon, which is the management. Uh, I think it, have we got, is it just the head manager or we got assistant manager up for grabs? I know Rob 2V is still there. And, no uh, idea. Absolutely no idea. Obviously our greatest signing of this season, Darius Charles, the, the best coach since I spread is still there. Uh, absolutely stealing of living being at our club at the moment. I, I, I love Darius for what he did before, but don't get away still there. But we're talking about management. I'm hearing lots of rumours. I know there was a piece went out yesterday regarding from Mike regarding the process at the moment. For me, it's dragging on a little bit. Uh, I know we're interviewing managers or we're going to be interviewing people. Some of them are still in currently playing, apparently. Uh, that's really? What they said. Well, that's what they said on the thing. I've heard rumours that it could be... Uh, oh, what's his name? The geezer that was with us before, the Blackburn guy. It's just gone out of my head. The Blackburn guy? Yeah, he used to play Blackburn. He came on... Uh, what's his name? Andy Frampton. No, Reed. Reed. Stephen Reed. Oh, Stephen Reed. He's at he's a Forest, isn't he? Forest. He's Forest uh, assistant manager or first team coach. So he could be coming in as manager with either Jason Yule and Simon Bassey as the assistant. Right. Which I'd take. Okay. I've heard rumours that the Sutton manager could be interested. Andy he's still, Gray. He's Matt still Gray. Matt Gray. Matt Gray. He's still his season's still going. Luke Garrard's just signed a new three-year contract at Bournemouth. Right. So he'll so be. So I think that rules him out now. What What are you looking for in a manager now, boy? What are we looking for? Are we looking for a Bowen type manager? Like Bowen's still in the running. Okay. Are we looking for a Bowen type? With, with some robo traits, or what are we looking for now in a manager? Go on, Jaggy. I'll leave it to you, Danny, first. I'm still thinking about this, actually. Okay, I don't want anyone awesome. to do a Wimbledon. I want a clear slate. I don't want to go back to let's go through a whole trawl of people who used to play for Wimbledon. I think we need to get away from the sort of the family aspect of it from a football perspective. We've, bit, we've done that with Ardley. We've done it with, obviously, with Hodges. We did it with Downs. We're constantly Robinson. We've kind of looked at the Wimbledon, Wimbledon, Wimbledon. I would like, bearing in mind we've not gone up, we've not gone away from Wimbledon since we've been in League One. I would like to have somebody to somebody a bit newer um, to us. I, I've got no problem at all with someone like Stephen Reid. I thought it would be a really good signing. I'd like to, I'd like to consider, I'd like us to either go with a a decent pro who's recently retired. Um, to give them their first opportunity in management to see if they can incorporate some of their methods. Or I just want somebody who's well-connected. So Bowen fits my model quite nicely in terms of the connections. We're never going to get a John Terry type, absolutely not. But somebody who has played uh, Premier, League fo- Premier League football, who's got lots of connections, who's looking to do his badges, somebody like that. A Stephen Reid type, I think, would be... Would, would be would be my first pull. My first port of call would be a youngish manager, very well connected, played at a good level, and is ready to have the opportunity to be a first team manager. So he would have been up there. Campbell, Sol Campbell type person. No. But not, but not Sol Campbell. Yeah. We oh. don't want Sol Campbell. Jesus. But somebody who has been around the traps, who's done a bit. I'm trying to, if I can think of, like a Kieran Dyer type, no. who's been coaching, has done a bit. No. 
who's been around that kind of right. level of person I'm looking for. I'll cut you off because you're saying too many, too much nonsense <laughs> on names now. So I'll bring Jaggy in. Then some of the names um, you shout out there are ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Stephen Reed, uh, assistant manager for Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest has have just come up. Obviously, they lost against Bournemouth, but they, they've they've done a really good job. I mean, FA Cup run. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Stephen Reed has had a say in the matter. Uh, I would also have him in the top of my list. I, you know, uh, going back to the the thing that Danny said about wanting to go away from the Wimbledon way sort of thing. I feel like part of the reason why we were uh, so focused on family, not not only because we're a fan owned club, but because we actually were still on the road back to plow lane, we still wanted to get back our true identity. And now that we've gotten that, I think now, especially since football, I've said this in like the latter half of my live streams on YouTube, football is a business game. It's a results game after all. And once we start to shy away from that fan, I mean, I still would rather be fan owned. I know you guys talk about, uh, talked about that a few times in the past. Like I would still rather be 51% fan owned German model but it's still a business game after all. Right. And I, I do want to get a manager. That's someone that's not necessarily in the Wimbledon, uh, you know, Wimbledon zone. I want to get someone that could really help us in a business standpoint. I think Reed would be good. I think Bowen is also, I think would be decent. Uh, I also thought if, if Everton get relegated, would, do you think Lampard would stay? <laughs> Jackie, that is a, right. I thought Danny was off with some of his. Okay. We're, okay. we're, we're not getting Frank Lampard in a million years. If okay. Okay. Fair uh, enough. My, my thing is, I think with regards to what you two both said regarding the Wimbledon way, I kind of agree with that. I don't want anyone attached to Wimbledon or been attached to Wimbledon previously, but I think we're actually a better prospect now than we were in the past. So we had to deal like, we had names like, uh, Slade, that do you know what I mean? When Wally came in, there were some awful names being branded about that wanted the job. Keith uh, Hill, I remember his name. Do you know what I mean? That. I think now, if you look, we've got Plough Lane, decent ground. We should be having what by what the board said a decent League Two budget. So someone's coming in with an, an okay budget, should be top six, top eight budget in League Two, which ain't a bad budget for Wimbledon. Decent ground, half the squad. Uh, uh, we'll go on the squad later who would like to keep them go and stuff. But I, I want someone connected. Someone's going to bring in decent loans again because the loan system last like this season was an absolute joke. Didn't well, work. Come on, you've slagged me off. I've, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll add Kevin Nolan to the mix. I think he'd be all right. No chance, Kevin. Come again, on. you're saying some come awful. On. You're giving uh, us help. I'm, I'm, I'd be happy with Stephen Reed with Jason Yaw as assistant and then right. DRF as uh, uh, Simon Bassey. Okay. I think, need, I think we definitely need to look at getting Simon Bassey back in as a director of football because if you look at People say it all the time, and I think we totally disrespected Simon Bassey. And I'll put myself in that as well. I said when he went, I thought he didn't really. What was he really doing? Was he bringing that much to the table? But you speak to any player. We spoke to Anthony Wordsworth last week. They cannot speak highly enough of, of, of Bassey and his football knowledge, right? You speak to like Andrew Harding and people like that who are good business people and know what they're doing. They speak so highly of Simon Bassey. But is he going to you... want to leave Portsmouth? What, is he what, as a first team manager and he comes in as a director of football Wimbledon where he lives he's local he's Come been there on, 10 years director of football and bloody I think he will mate or assistant manager what about if he comes in as assistant manager at Wimbledon not a first team coach assistant manager I think his knowledge of football is what we missed this season with some of our signings you look at signings before that he's made they've always been we've we got one or two that were awful but most of the time we were getting 75% of our signings were decent Dan he found Lyle Taylor he found Ramsdale he okay. found Stephen right. Reid's not available. Who Michael, are you? Who what about Michael Appleton? Another name, Michael Appleton. I don't think 
I think we're miles away from what. Off. I, well, you don't think we get him? Well, I don't. He's just done nothing. Anywhere, everywhere. I like to see what the betting opens up at. There's no betting at the moment, which is really annoying. I always Would like you take to see Neil Harris, Lee. Is it Gillingham? Why is he leaving Gillingham when he's oh, got a project there at the moment? Well, he hasn't got a project because all of his players are buggered off, and he's no. But did you see his interview? Off. Did well, you see his interview the other day? That's what I, I want to see excellent. from him. That's what I want to see from manager. Okay, ain't so been good would enough. you be, would you take someone like him? Of course I would, but he ain't going. So why even mention his name? He's not. No, he's because not I'm leaving. asking him that kind of person. I, I, that's kind of person, 100. percent But he's thought, this is where I think we have got to get away from. Right? Wimbledon fans want attractive foot like Bowen. Some people don't like Bowen. I, as I said, he ain't won a game. He ain't really set. He ain't pulling up trees at the moment. So that's why if he didn't get the job, I wouldn't be too disappointed. But if he did get the job, I'd back him. But. There's some people that don't like Bowen because he plays very negative football. He likes to defend five defenders and then we hit him on counter-attack and score goals that way. But he has picked up the worst team I think Wimbledon have ever had. And I, I don't care what the football is. I really don't care. Most away games, I'm absolutely blattered anyway, so I don't care what I'm watching. I just want to win games of football. We haven't won in 28. I just want to see us score a goal and win a game and celebrate. Uh, and I just want a manager who's going to have a bit of passion and not let these players mug us off anymore. This is the question I have for Jaggy, actually. Jaggy, what would you go with? Would you rather us be more successful points-wise, but be less um, youth players? We, we're kind of not going to have as many, not going to promote as many of our own. Or would you rather be a season of transition, but more younger players getting minutes on the pitch and giving them that extra experience? Which are the points more, more important next year? than the youngsters getting into the squad or vice versa? You put me on the spot for sure. Uh, I think generally speaking, I did say that football is a results game after all. Um, I think next season with the budget that we have, I think, you know, it, it wouldn't be criminal not to get promoted right away the season afterwards. I think we are still in kind of a transitional phase where we still have a little bit of debt to go, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think we focus a little bit less on youth than we have this season, but I, I don't think we go all out and just get a bunch of experience. I, I think it's right in the middle. I think that you find that healthy balance and then we try to get promoted maybe in two or three seasons. That's just how I see it, though. My, my feeling is if the youth's good enough, then they play. If they're not good enough, mm-hmm. like this season, then they don't play. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't, yeah. I can't, we've got to get away from saying we have to have youth in the team when, if they're good enough, fine. If Alfie Bendel becomes this brilliant player that we all expect and he looked good on Saturday, then brilliant. He can start playing games. But if he doesn't make it, then he has to go on loan. But they're, gonna, they're going to need experience, aren't they? I mean, yeah, but that's why you send him on loan. I think Alfie Zach needs... Robinson, as an example, went he's away. Off. Zach Robinson's gone. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Zach Robinson's gone. He's leaving. So okay, we'll talk well, about well, let, let's well, I but talk about that. talk but about Alfie Bendel. A Zach Robinson type player who did okay at conference level was in League Two. Was obviously League One was out of his depth. Zach Robinson technically at the moment is probably a conference player. Do you go? No. Do you know what? We're going to give him the year in the squad. He's not good enough yet. Same with Cosgrave. Same as probably a couple of others, do you say, do you know what? We think that you're going to be good enough in two years. You're going to be around the squad. Or no. do you go, no, I'm sorry. We're going to pick the best four strikers and you're not there yet. So we'll see you later. No, sorry, Jake, one sec. No, we can't do that. We have to play the best players that we have and we have to get the best players that we can have in our team. Well, and if, they, if, they're, if they're not good enough, they need to go out on loan and be, get proper, like, 
Alfie Bender was at Corinthian Casuals, which is what Ryman Prem Conference. Yeah, he needs probably. now maybe go to a conference team and do it at like a tough league where he's doing it every week in, week out. Then we can go, yeah, he's ready. Are but, you expecting Lee next year us to go back in the into League One? Uh, the, the the League Two, the way League Two is that you get four can come out of that, three automatic and one out of playoffs. playoffs. Top seven. I, I'd expect us to be there or thereabouts. What and automatic I, or playoffs? Around, I, I, I'm saying around the playoffs. Okay, but I don't see why not. If you look at that league now, Northampton. No, no, burned, no, I'm not arguing with you. And Northampton have got people like Connolly and people like Pinnock playing for them. Well, Connolly's you know I mean? gone to um, Morecambe. But yeah, yeah, sorry, no, he was at Northampton, wasn't he? He was, but he went to Morecambe. Yeah. But yeah, I, I expect that. But yeah, Jaggy, right. how do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think league. I've, I've heard you guys talk about how League Two is just an absolute shark tank when it comes to like people that are physically imposing defenders you know that the, the style of football is just completely different from league one it's a lot of kickball a lot of nitty-gritty yeah. i think that could also uh benefit those pe- the people with opinions that youth are, are not going to work as well i think we need some some players that are a little bit more experienced that are willing to get stuck in a challenge like maybe not revert all the way back to the w- original wimbledon way but i think we need a couple of players that will really get stuck in and yeah, I, I don't dis- I don't I don't disagree with that at all. I think a lot of league two as well. I think it's quite hard to win playing good football because ultimately, as you'll notice, Jaggy, next year the pitches have go down quite quickly in, in quality mm-hmm. and the way that the game is played is just there's not enough skill. There's a lot more you basically get a lot more physical specimens, quick guys, strong guys, physical guys who'll use that over or players on the way coming down. So you get lots of decent players who'll hang around and I, I, I feel like League One was a, was probably a good league to play some nice football and do okay. I'm not sure how easy it is to do that in in um, in League Two. Jay, uh, Lee. So I have a question I had for you regarding the management is the managing the panel. We're going to be putting a panel together to interview uh, players and stuff like that. How important is it that we know who's on that panel? Because I've seen quite a thing saying, well, obviously we're a fans club, but why can't we? I get that the, the, there's going to be a football expert, which I believe I know that is. Is that you, uh, Lee? No, no, no. But I've also heard the rumour, right? And we've we've admitted that this year's uh, transfer committee has been horrendous. Our transfers yeah. have been awful. I have heard the rumour that Will Daniels is on that management panel. And okay. so is Ivor Heller. Again, this is just rumoured. This could be absolute ball. Uh, and this okay. is just, you know what it's like. The names start coming out. Yeah. If them two are on the management committee, then you might as well get Richard Andrew on it because it's, do you know what I mean? There's, why are they on there when we need people who actually know what they're doing? Like, I get the football man's going to be on there. It's, do you know what I mean? Who goes on that football panel, the management panel? Because we don't have enough football knowledge at the club. And how is it important that we know who is actually picking our next manager? Well, I don't, I don't understand how difficult it is. You just get all the applicants and look for them and go, right, what, what, what do we want in our manager? We're looking for the following couple of traits and then pick them. You get your bottom, you get your next five from that, surely. You go, I right, I don't that, want but... an old battle. Also, Slade gone, Hill gone. I don't want any kids. You're going to go. I want somebody who's got a proven track record of success in League Two. You're in that pile, and all of a sudden you start cutting it down. But, surely, yeah. But Dan, I get that. But we've got two, we've got a Don Trust board, a PLC board. We've got a football committee. Which one? Who? And we've got four people on the Don Trust board on the PLC board. So who who picks the manager for next? Like it could just. And we've also now got ten people on the Don Trust board. Ten. Right. So we could go five people. Go right. I want him because he's uh, he, he he likes 
what's it called? He likes vegan food. Do you know what I mean? He likes uh, community football. He likes all the projects that we're doing at the moment. And the other five go, well, I don't care about that shit. I just care about football and winning games. And then we go, right, total stalemate. The Don's I mean? Trust cannot pick the manager. The Don's Trust's job but is who to... the PLC board then? Yeah, so who, right. the Don's Trust's job is to pick the best people possible to work for the club, and it's their responsibility to pick the manager. The Don's Trust need to... Their job is to pick the best football people to run the football side, <laughs> and it's the football side's job is to pick the manager. And this is why I worry about next season that we, we go down again. Uh, I'm trying to be so positive about next season, but we oh, go okay. down again because the people on the PLC board just don't have the football knowledge that they need to be running a football club. Well, there we are. That is a, that is a massive concern. Um, and unfortunately, I, 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 I mean, where do we sit, Jags? Do you think we need to, as a club, go, right, let's get the manager and get all that bit sorted out. And then we'll, which way round do we go? Do we go manager in, who we, whoever's in charge now, pick a manager, sort the players, get it moving? Or do we go the other way and go, we start at the top. Let's get the committee sorted. Going down, going down. Then the manager, then the players. Where do we sit, knowing that if we wait too long, the players that we probably want won't be there? Well, if we wait too long to focus on who we could sign, do you think we could miss out on someone like a Reed? Massively, because mm-hmm. all, all it all it takes, Jags, is the championship finishes on Saturday, and three yeah. championships. So Charlton, example, they've got rid of their manager. Charlton and, are in the and, league and that, now. And Reed would Reed played for Charlton, I think. And Reed, mm-hmm. I would have thought, if Charlton were interested, I think Reed would sign for Charlton. And that depends on the approach that you take, right? If if you want to try to get back up on uh, back on your feet right away, you get someone like a Reed. But then the obviously the board, we need to take care of that too. I, in my opinion, just with the way that we're the way that we are right now, uh, I think the safe way to go would be to focus on the board first if we want to stay in League Two and make it a, a process, you know maybe a four to five year process in getting promoted. Well, maybe three, I'd say three years, three to four years to get promoted back up to league one. But if we want to try to, you know, take a stab at someone like Reed, uh, we, it could work, but then it could also, it's very volatile. We could also fall down the ladder pretty quickly if we don't take care of the board. I think it's tough. I think we go board first. Um, but we will take the risk of missing out on someone like Reed. We do have Bowen as well. I think that, that's a good shout that he would want to stay. Uh, but I think we go committee first. So my, my other problem as well is we've got a lot of players now out of contract. A lot of the loans have gone, right? So a new, new manager's got to come in. And people said, oh, they'll watch videos of the players and stuff like that. But you ain't going to gauge what kind of player you're getting or what player mm-hmm. you want to stay without actually speaking to them or seeing them on a training pitch. Our new manager is not going to have that. He's not going to see Woodyard on a training pitch. He's not going to have Woodyard going, you know, do you know what I mean? And talking absolute bullshit like he's done all season, right? So he's got to come in blind and pick what players he wants to keep and what he don't without actually probably knowing any of these players. So no. that's why we got we got to be what? smart with, like Stephen Reid probably will know these players. Uh, Bowen obviously knows these players. Bowen knows what he wants. Bowen knows where we're at. I just, yeah, I just worry that... But also, if you're a professional, Lee, and you're... Uh, you're if, I, if I said to you right now, okay... Um, you're going to go into Charlton. They've released their manager. These are all the players that are available. You would be clever enough to contact, go through all the social media, all the Facebook, read yeah. up. You will know that Dobson has been their player of the year and that you keep him at all costs. You would know that this guy's been crap. You would know this has been good. Just like if Bowen went through and what read the year of Facebook, he would know we need a captain, we need a forward, 
bad decisions have been made. It's not rocket science. You will find, you will get the trends, I, definitely. Dan, I totally agree. But this, the problem with this season is the season starts earlier this year. So we've got less time yeah, to but get all this done. Mate, we're rubbish. Done. We and the signing players. We haven't won in 28. If the whole lot went, it don't oh, matter. I'll Anyone who's a contract, you keep them. Everyone else, you st- if, if you're not sure, you start again. You get the money and you get your own players in. Cool. Right. Should we move? Should we move? We'll move on, and then when we come back, we'll discuss the players, the ones that are in and out of contract, the ones that we want, and what we need next season to maybe get. Should I stay or should I go now? The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. So we're back and we're going to be discussing what players are out of contract, what players we want to stay, want to go, uh, which ones we need to stay, which ones we, we need to go, and just our players at the end of the season. So for me, I'd get rid of all of them. If I, had to, I don't care about any of them. I literally okay. don't care. Well, what I, I miss about the old Wimbledon days is I used to have heroes and stuff. And this season's probably the only one where I looked at our team. Rudy, I hope he leaves because he deserves it. I hope he goes and gets a good championship move and we get some decent money for him. Asal, I don't... If he if he left and we got money for him, I wouldn't be heartbroken. I'm not... I love Asal, I really do, but just fed up. I'm just fed up with all the players. There's no... I can't stand any of them. We've got the worst captain in possible Wimbledon's history in Alex Woodyard and everyone loves him or half people love him, half people hate him. Again, everyone's saying how good he'd be at League Two level. He he, he ain't that good. Uh, apparently, he's going to get a new year anyway because no one at the club knew that if he played a certain amount of games, he would automatically get mm. an extension. So he's got a one-year extension. So I think if another club wants him now, they have to kind of buy him or we have to release him from his contract, which could get a bit messy. But yeah, Ben Hennigan, he's out of contract, I believe. I'd get rid of all full centre-back. Uh, who else is on? Uh, Zach Robinson's leaving. Uh, he apparently told his kit sponsor that to get a new kit sponsor because he's going to be off as well. I don't know if that's just his agent talking again. Should we but... quickly go through positions? Go on in. Go on, Jackie. Sorry, Jake, you say something quickly. Uh, first of all, I um, I would like to talk about that comment you made about Hennigan. Yeah, he's in and out. He's been you know inconsistent throughout the season, but I'd say he's actually been vastly improved since last season. I think he would be decent in league two if we keep him, but I don't think we should go all out to try to get him, you know, try to up his contract too much because that would kind of take a hit on our budget a little bit. But I actually personally would like to see Hennigan return. That's, that's me though. Do you and think I, Daddy, I, I, another yeah. league one team would get him, would want him? Any I, you, one team? I, I think, I think so. And I think, Personally, Hennigan would want to stay in League One. I don't think he'd want to um, to go to League Two. But I think if we can up his contract a tiny bit, maybe. But I don't think I would I would pay too much for him. You um, also remember then, this. This is ahead. a centre back who was meant to be going to the Championship, didn't get his move mm-hmm. to the Championship, then come to us, and has now been relegated from League One to League Two. Right. I think he's all Pavado. I think he's all uh, people think he's good, and he's absolutely awful. Hey, he's Hennigan. probably on the yeah. He's probably on quite a good... Like it, It's that bad now that Dan Socker's our best centre-back. And that guy's been getting absolute pieces and stick from all of us, right? And I absolutely love the geezer now for, for what he's done, for how he's... I didn't, get, I didn't get the stick for Chucker either, personally. Oh, I so, gave him, let's go I gave to him the loads of stick. Keepers. Zanev's Keep. obviously the main one. Jaggy, Zanev, Ooh. Bowen or Rob out? 
it's it's tough because Zanev, you know, he he improved in the beginning of the season, then he kind of just fell out. Like I, I don't know, just mentality or what. Uh, it, it's one of those things where I keep him personally, but I would also try to find another keeper that could try to uh, contend with him, like have a keeper around his same level, and they could try to fight for uh, for a starting spot. It depends on how good this broom is. If broom's as good as people are saying he is, then he comes in and Zanev becomes number two. If Zanev mm-hmm. doesn't want to be a number two keeper because he has aspirations of playing New Zealand again, then I'd say, yep, see you later because he's been awful for the last, what, 10, 15 games. And but maybe broom could be that guy that could contend with Zanev for that first spot. I, yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree. But we don't know how, Bro- how good broom is because no one's played him and he could be total rubbish as well. But I doubt he is because some of the noises we're hearing from from people that he's decent. But if we could get a better goalkeeper, then I'd take a better goalkeeper over Zanev all day long. And, and oh, would yeah. would the uh, trend, when we play like preseason games and whatnot, when does the transfer window end? Does it end after the preseason games end or mid, mid preseason? It's usually it's always, I think, it's at the end of August. End of August. Okay, I would I would start Broom. I would play Broom in the preseason or, game, see how he does. The see end how he of August or the start of the season, one of the two. Normally, I think it's start of the season now. I think they changed up, it up to the start of the season. Okay, and then at the start of the season, that's when you're basically you you've you've got you you've got what you've got. Personally, I think, I think there should also be manager windows. By the way, I'm just chucking mm. it out there. I don't think. No. I think your managers as well. You pick a manager, you stuck with him until December, and then you can start the merry-go-round. But that's me. So keepers. Where I personally feel like we should, of all of the positions on the pitch, I think, although I'm not overly wonderful with Zanev, I think our money should go elsewhere. So I would mm-hmm. keep the goalies. Centre-backs, we know, obviously, Callum Bailly signed a gig. Nightingale has signed a free... free what, what an awful deal that is, man. I love Will. Don't get me wrong, right? This is not a dig at Will. I love no. the guy. He's Wimbledon through and through and everything totally he's agree. done. Unfortunately, he's not that good anymore. And to give him a three and a half year deal is absolutely madness. Whoever signed that off should be sacked. He should have got maybe a one year deal, but maybe a little pay rise. But a three and a half year deal is criminal. But I do think he'll be all right in League Two. I'm not saying uh, he's brilliant. I think he'll be all right in League Two. Agree. A lot of balls are on the top, though. Him, I think Kalibai he's. And Jocka, with another guy coming in somewhere, I think that's not a bad four to play. A lot of balls over the top, though, in League Two, I would expect. And Hennig, yeah. that I'm sorry, uh, that's one of his weaknesses, is Terrible. sometimes balls over the top, he tends to come out a little bit at first, and he's like, oh, crap, that's the wrong move. I come back. He tends to hesitate a little bit. That's something I worry about with Nightingale. I'd have to agree in that respect. I think three and a half years maybe a little too much. I love him to death, though, one of our own. But oh, I do. But it's, it's a bit of a concern, yeah. I, I also think that he's very physical, and it'll, it'll, League Two might suit him better than League One, but I agree mm. with what you're saying. If they're... Playing balls over the top, he just gets done for pace and he's out of position quite a lot. Where do but we yeah. sit with the fullbacks then? So you've got Guinness Walker, Osu, we've Go got on. Brown, Go we've got um, Go Shay Alexander. Gone. All four gone. I'd get rid of I'd get rid of Shay Alexander. Unfortunately, he's not been good enough. Uh he, he just I, he came with promise, he, he hasn't done it. Nesta Guinness Walker, I'd get rid of as well. I just don't think he's good enough. I think he'll struggle in League Two. His dad's an absolute legend. Love Mr. Guinness Walker, but unfortunately for me, Nesta's not good enough. Lee Brown, what an absolute like fraud that man has been since he's signed for us. He came as this, he said bollocks once in an interview, and he's meant to be this hard nut. He's been an absolute joke for me. Uh, I'd, I'd rip up his contract now and get rid of him. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Jaggy? 
I'm, you know what? I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm on the same end, actually. You know, all four of them, well, Nesta Guinness. Okay. I think the best candidate, I, I love Asu, and he's he improved throughout the season, defensively speaking, but then he kind of fell out again. I think that starting with the game against Doncaster, he was caught out of position quite a bit. And then next couple of games, he kind of started to fall out a little bit too. And then he got dropped. Um, Nesta, I feel like we underutilized him a little bit since the Lee Brown transfer. Obviously, Lee Brown is an experienced player, so we kind of put him over over Nesta in the totem pole. But I think Nesta kind of got hard done by a little bit. Uh, that Sunderland game, he played fantastic, at least on the attacking end. But after that, how many games did he start? Like two? I mean, Nesta's always been good going forward, isn't he? He's always been quite good. Yeah. I think the thing that annoys me about As a Nesta fullback, would be great. Well, I think I think he's got the potential, particularly a wing back. I think getting forward, I think he's got he's got an engine on him. He definitely he. I feel that he should be a better player than what he actually is. But I, yeah. I, I would I would actually keep. I, I think I think Brown. I'm not sure whether I'd want him to stay or not, but I think he will stay. And I th- I would keep Osu as a backup <sighs> cheap option. I think we need to keep either Osu or Nesta if we have Bowen as our manager, because obviously, you know, he he likes to play that three in the back and our wing backs. uh, I think Nesta or Osu stays, everyone else goes. You've got to look at cheap options as well, Lee. It's not about... No, I get it. (laughs) I get that. And I think Lee Brown stays because I think he's going to be under contract as well. So I think, unfortunately, we're stuck with Lee Brown. I've been very, very disappointed with Lee Brown. I was well expecting decent things from him and he's just not been good enough. I get your meaning about Osu. Osu's going to be a very cheap option, uh, but I would be looking at two new fullbacks in the summer to come in and yeah, competition definitely. for them all. And I, I just don't think, unfortunately, they're good enough. But I get your point about being cheap options. We can't get in a whole new squad because it's going to cost us a fortune. So hopefully some of these youngsters can come in as well. Bilal Hussein, people like that who were pushing last season. But yeah, we need two new fullbacks in my point of view. On to centre midfielders then. So, yep. Woodyard, we're, we're kind of, we're ambivalent on. I mean, I, I quite like him and I'd be happy to have him. Um, but I, I do. What does he do? That. What does he do? I don't, this is what I ask. What does he do? I don't get well, what he does. I'll be honest, up until probably February, I thought he was probably our player of the year. I thought he was right. great. He'd go around, yeah. put tackles in, running around. But since then, I've not been overly impressed. I think we've lost a bit of oomph with him. Two players I'd keep out of our midfield, George Marsh and Luke McCormick. Not not Chislett? No, unfortunately, Chislett came in and he was playing some, he played really well. And we said, what a player he's become. But League Two is a totally different beast. And also, Bowen didn't fancy him either. Robbo weren't fancy him. And he wasn't starting loads of games under Bowen either, even though he was coming on doing well. I, again, I think your cheap option might be he, he might stay because he's a cheap option and he did improve. But can we get better? And is Alfie Bendel and people like that coming through going to be a better option than Chislett? That's what I'd be looking at. Sorry, Jay, go ahead, mate. Yeah, I think um, through, you know, the middle throughout the season, especially the middle of the season, uh, we kind of had an over. Uh, saturation of center mids and not too many strikers, obviously. So we do need to get rid of a few. I think Rodoni we sell, right? We need yep. to, you know, he, he's a championship quality player and we, we can get uh, some good dollars for him or a good pound for him, for him. Per <laughs> se, but, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we'll take I, I agree with Lee that we should keep Marsh. Uh, I think, you know, 
he, he's one of our most, if not our most consistent player that players that we've seen this season. McCormick, I think we keep. I think he's going to be absolute quality. I think he'll be probably our top goal scorer unless we sign a really good striker. I want a Sal personally. I really love the kid, but it. I just, I just think he's he's feisty. I think he would, you know, in League Two where the players aren't as good on the ball, especially the center backs, they're very susceptible to giving the ball away. I think we need to keep someone like a Sal. I, I totally agree with that. I think I, I, so I love a Sal, but if we got good money for a Sal, then I think we have to cash in because, it, you know, I mean, if we're looking at a half million above, then I think we have to. McCormick, I, was, I have been disappointed with McCormick this season. I expected more from him, I expected more goals, more assists. I'm hoping that League Two will step up and he'll be a better player in League Two because he's come. he has come from good pedigree at Chelsea. One player none of us have mentioned there, and I'm guessing it's because we think he's off and we don't mind he's going, is Anthony Hartigan. Happy for him to go. I think... Time, time's up now, isn't it? I like, yeah. I, I, it's great that he's a, he's a Wimbledon for and through. We, were, we were sold the interview with Robbo about him being this attacking midfielder and we got good set pieces and basically got a quarterback, which is absolutely fine. I don't think League Two would be something that suits him. If he got himself a League One club, then he's got a good agent, I think, and he's done well. He's, he is a luxury player that I don't think we can afford. And unfortunately, um, it would be thanks, but all the best, in my opinion. Totally agree. Striker-wise... Can we just we say need... the worst signing of this year is Tamas Kalinowskis, whatever his name is. Can we can we have that one as our worst? Oh, oh Tomas, the Barnsley can't kid. Be, it can't be. The fact that we, I saw him for approximately 20 minutes <laughs> and that's it, and that no one's even mentioned his name ever again. I think people ain't mentioned him as the worst signing because I don't think he ever, like, he didn't play, so people just forgot that he was here. I think he was just brought in Absolute as what, like, a ball boy or something. But, like, look at Terry Ablade. Look at <laughs> how many games did he play? How many minutes did he play? Everyone was excited. This kid was coming in. We got the wrong Fulham Loney. We should have got the one that went to, uh, who is it? Went to Scott. Fabio Carvalho. Fulham had, a good, Fulham had a good player who went No, we'd never get a car back. No, no, no. no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Fulham right back was good. Um, Bolton right back. He was very yes, good. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. We, Bolton in right terms back. of up front, like I said, I think. Three new strikers, isn't it? Zach Robinson, if you're saying, I would have kept him. But if he's not around, then I presume Derek will without me. Thank you very much. Never really got involved. Didn't see much of him. The fact that all these players we bought in, the new manager basically looked at him and went, no, you're all right. I think we need a real quality target slash where's our goals coming from it's you striker we need three new strikers next season if Zach's off as well like I'd love to keep Zach but we need three new strikers and hopefully one from the youth that will like uh what's his name the big oh the big guys what's his name Wayne Bartley Bartley yeah maybe can break in and be the fourth striker but we need three new strikers can I also say with regards to Sam Cosgrove he is what <laughs> I hate about modern football Absolute hate it. Someone who has done okay for one season at Aberdeen, got a big move to Birmingham for 25 grand a week and just does not give a shit, does not care. And I don't, these people say, oh yeah, the players care and all that. He literally did not give a shit. You could tell that pass back was ridiculous. He was probably one of the worst footballers I've ever seen. And he is what, on 25 grand a week? Well, Absolutely still in living. Mate, well, we ain't going to be far off it at Birmingham. Then, do you know what I mean? So, 25, he can't be on 25 grand. What do you reckon? Can't. Even if he's on 10 grand, he'll be on about 10 grand a week at least, Dan. 
that's he's only on more than that and he's he doesn't he's literally living in he's living in mayfair going out to flash meals and he literally does not care about football cracks me up that's what i hate about modern football and that's why i hate about footballers anyway go on Jackie. how much is enough chaps for a sal how much is enough 600k and radoni million at least 1.5 for the two of them yeah Agreed. Mm. With sell-ons, yeah, percentage and stuff. I, yeah, I, 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 I think if we can, if Cosgrove can go for two million pound, then Rodoni can go for a million. But the thing with a sale, guys, ten goals this year, Rodoni eleven. I mean, Rodoni for me, as as Jaggy said, is definitely the championship quality. I just feel with a sale that he either stays and has to, his job would be to rip it up and have one year and that's his lot, or do you cash in the money and sit and sit and wait, Jaggy? Um, you know, I would actually up it a little bit for Asal. I think uh, the value that he brings to our club it would be immense. I would go seven hundred, and I would go one mil for Rudoni. Okay, I totally agree. Right. One point five million. Okay. Should we move on, boys? Uh-huh. Move on, and we we come back. We discuss the Don Shost board, the PLC board, and uh, a statement that was put out by Mark Jones. Uh, there was another statement that I think the Don Strauss board have put out as well recently, and I'll go through that. So when we come back, we'll discuss that. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, we're going to crack on the final part of tonight's episode and we're going to be discussing the Don Strauss board, PLC board and a uh, statement that was put out by Mark Jones. I just quickly want to see, uh, I saw something that Ray Arnfield posted on Twitter and it said, the Don Strauss board is made up of different people with different skills, experience and ideas. But one thing all board members have in common from 2002 to today is that we are fans. We love it when things are going well and when they aren't, it hurts. We've made mistakes this season. We're sure the Don's Trust Board has made mistakes every season and both boards, the Don's Trust Board and PLC are going into the summer recognising that we have lessons to learn, which I think is brilliant. That's really good that they recognise that they've made mistakes yep. and they're going to try and fix them. What kind of annoys me is, and we've, we've spoken about this previously and we spoke, we'll speak again, Jaggy mentioned it earlier, Fan Zone's brilliant, right? People love Fan Zone. I'm, I'm a quite, I don't mind it. I, I, I do think we should now be looking to sell maybe. In, but I don't like fans run and I get that they're all fans and I want people that are going to be on the ball that have the acumen, the business acumen, the football knowledge and the football acumen that they need to be running a football club. I don't think we have that. Like recently, Anne-Marie Godfrey and Pricey got put on the board. Uh, what's his name? James Price. I like, I know both of them very well, get along very well with both of them. James Price, I believe, is going to be a very good person to have on the board. He came second in the vote. Uh, we just missed out last time in the voting. Stood, missed out, is now on the board because uh, Xavier has dropped out. His business segment is brilliant and he's a really good lad. And we're going to go free. I, I do apologise for this because she's a lovely girl. Really nice. Get along with her really well. I don't think she should be on the Don Strauss board, though, because she she done the line a couple of times. She's a referee, I get it. But that's how, and she sports Wimbledon, but that's as far as her football knowledge goes. Do you know what I mean? As in running a football club knowledge. I couldn't be on the ball because I couldn't run a football club, but she didn't stand either. So I don't think she should be on the ball in that respect. And again, I apologize for that because I get along well with Anne Marie and she, she won't like me saying it. But, uh, and she just recently got married. So, 
congratulations, Emma, around that. But yeah, Jonesy put out a statement, Danny, which we were talking about earlier. Jaggy, I sent it to you so you can read over it because I weren't sure. And I think he's 100% spot on with some of the questions he's now raising to the club and kind of saying to the club, look, we might as well sell and just stop worrying about everything and just be fans again and actually worry about just the football, which a lot of people do want to do. Danny, I don't know, you want your thoughts on it? He's now put himself on mute as well now. Apologies, I was watching. Jesus, what show am um, I running? I don't, I don't have a, a huge amount to say on it. I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying though. And we've been speaking for a long time about fans running the club. I think it's important to, to. I just hope that when we look at everything in in the broader picture, we just we, by the time we start the next season, the hangover's gone. We've got the right kind of people running the club in the right kind of way. I think what Ray said is spot on. I think it's admirable that fans are putting themselves forward to do so many jobs and putting themselves forward, but it would ju- I don't know enough about each of the candidates. I'm just a bit surprised, though, that when Xavier left, the next person with the next amount of votes was just put in automatically. Why, there were just two rogue guys all of a sudden went, you're not five and six, you're nobody right in your pop, unless they didn't want, to, didn't want the job. I don't know. Well, no, no, because that's Pricey was the next one in line. Right. He was the one, he was the one. James Price was the next one. He got the most votes underneath. Okay, cool. But I've seen a lot of people have said now with the Don Strauss board, you you can get up to say three hundred votes, and you're voted onto the board. Do you know what I mean? Which ain't a lot. It's a very low turnout regards to people voting and stuff like that. And you can, yeah. we've said this before, and people people say, oh, it's because everyone's happy with how the club's been run at the moment, so that's maybe why they're not voting. But James Price was next in line. We've now they picked, uh, which you can do. It's in it is in the manif- or it is in the rules or something that you can pick two people in a season to go onto the board. That can be picked by the Don's Trust board. They have to be picked by the members. I just as I said Amory's a great person. She's really nice, but I don't think we sh- she should be on the board. We've now had ten board members, which doesn't leave us with. There could be a stalemate in voting. Because five could agree, five don't. And where do we go? Do we just stalemate all the way through decisions? Do you know what I mean? And as I said, Jones has asked some very, very good questions to the board regarding stuff that needs to be answered and why we failed this year. And I, what I don't like is it was put on pro board, so it's only Don Strauss members that are going to see it. I thank Lee Meadows, uh, or Lee, I forget her surname, but she put it on the actual Facebook group so everyone could see it. Or, But not every fan's going to see it. But he asked some very, very good questions. Will we appoint a director of football overseeing all football matters at levels he previously sat? It's like one of the mad things last year, the football committee. We had the CEO, Joe Palmer, was sitting on that football committee. So if that football committee, which was shit and was failing, who was questioning it? Because the big man was sitting on it himself. He's marking his own homework. Do you know what I mean? There's questions like that. Will the academy pathway continue as it has this season with loans uh, to develop players? There's so much on there. I can't, we can't go through it all. It was a long old post from Jonesy. If you can, it's on the Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon fans Facebook group. Go on there and read it. It's like the other day I told you about Rob Dunsford, the SW9 team. His yeah. report regarding our arrogance this year and that we were so arrogant that we didn't think we'd go down. And as you said earlier, Dan, we're becoming a community club, not a football club. And that's okay, providing that everyone who goes to Wimbledon understands. And this is the problem with being a fan owned is you've got, so many people wanting to do different things. It's hard enough when you're owned by one owner and you want to win games. And it's okay to be that kind of club and to be, we are, what we're going to do is we're going to pride ourselves on being in the community and we're not worried too much about, you know, winning football matches. But I think I I get the sense Mm. from a lot of people that 
I mean, Jackie, what's more important for you, being successful on the pitch and being having a good football team, or being a, a leading pillar in the community? Can, sorry, can I rephrase that question? Dan? You can rephrase whatever you like. Because like. you're asking it in a, you said success on the pitch. Because some people success for me, being successful, it's about just having just the football for me is. You know what I mean? I don't care about trophies and stuff. Okay, so having about... a good football team, what's more important, having a good football team who when you turn up, they play in the way that you can identify as positive. They win some good games. They haven't got to win the league. They might not get promoted, but they're a good football team. Yes. Um, or a team that is a club that is more focused on its work in the community, promoting Pearl Lane, promoting our how we sit within that community. Where do you think we sit? I, I think I think the latter certainly helps in gaining uh, gaining uh, fans, right? And 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 you know getting a worldwide outreach. But I feel like with our club, we already kind of have that. We don't have like a, an insane amount of fans around throughout mm. the world because not many people follow League One, League Two. But I think we have a general, a good enough foundation that we can build off of it with results. I think right now results are the biggest priority. I, I, t- I totally agree. And for me, like again, it ain't. A, it's just about having a team for me that gives a hundred percent every week. So even if we're getting beaten by, say, a Salford next year because Salford have got players who are <laughs> better than us and they're beating us, then fine. As long as our players are giving a hundred percent, the community stuff I kind of agree with. But I don't live in the community anymore, so I don't need to. See, do you know what I mean? I, there's a lot of our fans, like Jaggy now lives like who lives in America. I live in South End. There's fans who live all over the country they're not as bothered about the community stuff because they don't see it. They're not there. And I kind of start, it has to happen. The community stuff has to happen, but I don't think that needs to be forefront of everything. I'm all, I'm all for our story and I'm all for the, the family aspect of things. Right. But it, you know, success is also, you know, half the battle when it comes to, fo- to football. Right. And I just think that in order to make everybody happy, we, we got to try to see if we can, uh, you know, get as much success as we can on the pitch. Um, that's just, yeah, that's just the way I see it. Yeah, yeah, because look, we're talking today about relegation and winning games and football and stuff like that. We've not gone and talked about the the awards that the the, the club have won in the community and stuff. Because mm-hmm. to us, I'm not being rude. That, that that's good for the club and it's good for the people involved and it's good that it's on the official site and stuff and people can read it. But our main focus as fans, my main focus anyway, I don't want to put say everyone's is is to win football matches. And that's what I go to Wimbledon for. I go to Wimbledon to see my mates, have a good banter, take my kids, and hopefully get three points at the end of the day, watching a team that I can connect with and have 100%. It is funny, though, that I I was listening to one of your guys' episodes uh, a couple months back, and Danny was like, wait a minute, you you say you don't care about the football, but now you you care about the results, but you don't care about the results in the sense that you just want to go to the games to see your mates and get drunk and stuff. Um. I kind of found that part fun. Um, but... It's hard though, because like you said, you know, what you know, as we get older and stuff, we we, we go to watch the game for different reasons, and some yeah. people are going to go because it's a, you know, some boys at the school I'm at, you know, yes. they come because it's a really fun environment. They love the fan zone. They love Hayden going around doing it. I've got no interest in Hayden. I, I I go to watch the game. I like watching Wimbledon play, and I'm infused to go and watch them play. And I like what the story and what we do, but also I get to spend some quality time with my dad and my friends when they're there. So the football's important for the 90 minutes and I look for the result, but me next year, going getting promoted isn't what I'm looking for. I'm looking for us to re 
to reconnect with what we want to do on a football pitch. I think for and, and first season, first season, we don't try to immediately, uh, you know, play our hand and try to get promoted in the first season. So I guess maybe focus a little bit on the community. No, that's but, I'm not having that at all, Jaggy. Okay. We we go for promotion every season we play. Like, like okay. this year, I want us to go for promotion this year. Okay. I want us to go for promotion. Every, I want us to get a team together and go, right, every year I think we're going to win the league. That's what I want as a fan. With our budget, we, we certainly can. Don't uh, care about budget. I, if oh, we were in the Premier League now. <laughs> what? I, I yeah, think... You really don't care about the budget. It's ridiculous. It's like going, right, I'm a Palace fan. I'm demanding that we win the league. It's never going to happen. I bet you the Palace fans you speak to will go, oh, I think we can, we can do something. They well, do, you think, do you think that season Leicester won the league? Their fans were going, no, Mate, I don't think we win the league. you're talking about an anomaly again. You always do this. You always go, well, look at this one thing that happened in a blue moon. Oh, yeah. So, oh, right, well, one pig flew over the moon, or oh, therefore pigs fly. Ridiculous. But we're in a totally different level to Palace in the Premier League, where there's now. only two teams we in that league. That's a, The Premier League is now a farmer's league. It's a farmer's league, no matter how you look at it. It's a yeah. farmer's league. There's two teams in it, and that's it, Man City and Liverpool. No one else is getting close to it. We are capable. We are definitely in capable. League two, in League Two, there is no way we should be going first season, let's not get promoted. No, I don't of think... Of course, we got to go for promotion. I don't think anyone tries not to get promoted. Right, Far well, from that's it. what, what you I do thought do, I heard. You don't go, I must have right, heard if we don't get promoted, it's a failure. You're just looking to improve. I thought Jackie I, said, let's not get no, promoted. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not just saying, saying not to get promoted. I'm just saying it's not, it's not, not the end of the world. last game of the season, we've got a penalty to get promoted. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's, you know, well, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't win the community award this year. I'm missing this penalty so we don't get promoted so we can 100%. win it next year. This circles back to the this circles back to the manager versus board thing. I, I personally think if we go for uh, a top quality manager, we certainly have a better chance of getting promoted. But at the same time, it would be more volatile, and we'd also maybe see ourselves going down the ladder if sh- shit hits the fan with our our um, you know with our Don Trust board and with our transfers and whatnot. Um, Can I also say that the club has done an amazing? We've been very vocal on the the ground and the. The fans own at the start of the season when things were going wrong. Yeah. Uh, and they've done an amazing. That fans are. I was out in Germany uh, when England, uh, Wimbledon were playing Accrington. I was out in Germany and I went to a team called MSV Duisburg. They get it's 31,000 stadium, amazing stadium. They they half fill it. They were, beat, they were being beat 6 0 after about 40 minutes, I think it was. They were getting smashed. But they had a fan zone, was amazing. They had beer on tap, the food and everything. And it, I looked at it and I thought, this reminds me of us. This is the kind of stuff that we've got now. Do you know what I mean? Where you can get a beer quite easy. You can get decent food. But we pay over the odds of it. But we are in Wimbledon. Now, it's a bit expensive for me, but then we're paying Wimbledon prices. I feel I, that I, the I, most important job, actually, for the club in the next couple of years is the person at the club who's responsible for getting the most amount of money at Plough Lane and yeah. using the private hires and the events. Because... I, I'm not reading a huge amount of look at these amazing things that are happening at Plough Lane. I might be wrong. Well, we but... have got the, the the event coming up. I think obviously I'm away, so I'm not really the the Legends event for the charity, the St George's Hospital. You got so that. We're doing an event for charity. Yeah, yeah, but that's raising the profile of Plough Lane though again. Isn't yeah, it? but it's not raising. Yeah, but you're just. I know. About I know what you're saying. The community. It's about raising money for the club. That's what you just said. Yeah, but we have got them that event which will raise the profile to actually hopefully get more events that will raise our money and our right, profile okay. even further. That's what I'm saying, Danny. It's good that we've got them events. Oh, we've it's, got it's a gala dinner. It's another example of what an amazing football club we are. This is what I'm trying to say about, let's say, well done to the club on some of the good aspects. Yeah, they've been done. amazing. Stop knocking them for everything, mate. Ooh, no, I'm thinking it's wonderful. All I'm saying is that the club, it'd be interesting to work out 
how the club and if the club have got the right personnel in, in gear, the one thing we've all been promised with the plough lane bond is, OK, but when, when we are in a position to generate the money that we feel that we should with plough lane, I'm just curious as to where do we feel we're at with that? Are, are, we, are we in a position where we're happy with that? Are we, are we not? We've spoken about we've got a better budget because we've got these events. Well, if that's what's happening and we're able to earn that amount of money, then, then brilliant. And also another thing, we have just sold some investment, I believe, to uh, yep. a guy, and that's now wiped off the the bridging loan. I think that's gone now, yeah, the right. bank loan. So we we it is only soft debt that we now have. It's still debt. I understand where people are coming from saying this is debt and it could fall, it still could go tits up, but we have got rid of a major debt with the bank, oh, which good. is huge again. Lots of lots of reasons off the pitch to be so, optimistic once we've got. I feel like once we've had a bit of a clear out player wise, manager wise, and we know exactly how we're sitting, I feel everyone's going to be in a much better position. But at the moment, the delay is the lack of comms. And I always feel like the fans always put something on Facebook and then the club go, oh, the fans don't seem happy. Let's put something up. Hence why the CEO put his message out today. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Right before I was going to say that we should do some predictions, but then until we know what a manager is and what players we've got, there's no point predicting it. Should Jaggy don't want us to go up? He's happy to. Okay, come on, you're just twisting my words. <laughs> I don't do that. I'm predicting we're going to get a good manager that we're all happy with to begin with, who is going to be not Stephen Reed, probably Bowen, somebody of Bowen's ilk, and I think we're going to be happy. And I think next year we're going to enjoy the season more than we have this year, but we're not going to be in the playoffs. So I'm going to say we're going to finish tenth. Right. I'm on the similar boat, actually. I think I think we're just going to try to go across the board with our issues. We're going to focus on the board. We're, we're not going to try to sign a top-quality manager right away. I, I would love a read, but I think we'll ultimately get a manager that we'll be content with, and um, I think we, we will finish. I want to say, you know, I'm going to say 10th as well. I think we're going to get a good manager in. He's going to shake it up a bit with his connection I think I, I, this is why I take Bowen because of his connections and stuff and I think he knows what we need to get rid of and what we need to bring in uh, uh, if, if we get Bowen Zach Robinson might stay apparently they're two are quite close now so that could okay. work but I think we're going to finish third and get automatic promotion Ooh. straight back up that, coming from you too yeah but I always yeah, I always feel this way and then Literally, within 10 games, I feel like the manager's got to go. All the players are bastards and we, yeah, just give up again. But, yeah. But I'd just like also say thank you very much, Danny, for all your hard work this year and really helped me. Uh, so I do appreciate all the hard work and having you on most weeks. Jaggy, again, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, Been of course. I, I, good. Uh, hey, good I appreciate you guys for hard work. Thank you, boys. Yeah, yeah I, I hope it goes well. If I don't change my mind, she's a lucky girl. Do you know I mean, she's won the lottery getting me, so she's very and Jackie, lucky. next time you're at the Dons, mate, give us a shout. Me and Lee will come and uh, I, I owe Lee some sort of pie. Oh, you owe me food, food yeah. Next season, you owe me food. Also, let's like, say thanks to all the guests that have come on this year. Uh, people like uh, Joe, who helps us with all of our uh, don't know, graphics and stuff like that. I forget what they're called. And if anyone else wants to get involved, if anyone else has any ideas, any producers out there, anyone who wants to help with equipment, Maybe we could start up a little what Womble Dream TV, you know what I mean? Rival, rival what the club put oh, out. Lock we up could, your daughters. We could put out some decent content. And then we, yeah, we could, anyone wants to get involved, then contact us. Thanks everyone who's listened, everyone who's got involved. You don't have to agree with me and Danny. 
but it's probably best to and uh Agree with yeah. Me. yeah thanks again everyone thank you have a good summer Come everyone on. have a good summer come on you dons thanks for listening to this week's episode of the wombles had a dream podcast follow us on twitter at wombles dream and on facebook at the wombles had a dream get involved by the fans for the fans away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.